Who wrote this? Gochandra. It's quite a labor of love to write all of that. Previously, books were written. Every book was written by hand. People there, certain people, that's their only job to write books. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Srimad Bhagavatam Kanta 1 Chapter 5 Text 12 Translation and Commentary by His Divine Grace Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Naishkarmyam Apyachuta Bhava Varjitam Nashobhate jnanam alang niranjanam Kutaf puna shashvad habhadram ishvare Nacharpitam karma yadapya karanam Knowledge of self-realization, even though free from all material affinity, does not look well if devoid of a conception of the infallible, God. What then is the use of fruitive activities, which are naturally painful, from the very beginning and transient by nature, if they are not utilized for the devotional service of the Lord? Purport, as referred to above, not only ordinary literatures devoid of the transcendental glorification of the Lord are condemned, but also Vedic literatures, and speculation on the subject of impersonal Brahman when they are devoid of devotional service. When speculation on the impersonal Brahman is condemned on the above ground, grounds, then what to speak of ordinary fruitive work which is not meant to fulfill the aim of devotional service? Such speculative knowledge and fruitive work cannot lead one to the goal of perfection. Fruitive work in which almost all people in general are engaged is always painful either in the beginning or at the end. It can be fruitful only when made subservient to the devotional service of the Lord. In the Bhagavad Gita also it is confirmed that the result of such fruitive work may be offered for the service of the Lord. Otherwise it leads to material bondage. The bona fide enjoyer of the fruitive work is the personality of Godhead. And thus when it is engaged for the sense gratification of the living beings, it becomes an acute source of trouble. Nard Muni is <coughs> explaining the revolutionary statements he's made in the previous two verses. Revolutionary in as much as everything that Vyasadeva has stated, he has thrown it out. Not only thrown it out, but condemned. Vaya Samtirtam. Vedic literature place for crows. And as he says in the next verse, in the verse after the, the verse previous to the one we're reading today, this uh, those words which glorify the Lord, that is, meant for viplavaha, is re- meant for a revolution in human society. No, there is a completely different outlook Srimad Bhagavatam to that of other literatures it may be said that well Krishna is described in other Vedic literatures uh, directly or indirectly or even directly we find uh, for instance in Brahma Vaivarta Purana the description of Golok Lila of Radha and Krishna and we find many of the seminal verses of Gauriya Vaishnavas are quoted in 
quoted from Padma Purana. So, why? Why is, why is it condemned? What's, I mean, Krishna said, devotional service is glorified in other parts of the Shastra. But, Achuta Bhava Varjitam, if it does, if there's not a clear concept of pure devotional service, then even there's descriptions of bhakti, but because of lack of clear definition of what is bhakti, what is shuddha bhakti, what is bhakti means shuddha bhakti, because of lack of that, then a misunderstanding is almost certain to occur. We say shuddha bhakti to distinguish it from Mishra Bhakti, that which is mixed with karma, jnana, or yoga. But actually, Bhakti means Shuddha. And, there's, and actually, there's no such thing as Mishra Bhakti. It's a it's a term which is used. It's it's a, it's a term which is vyavaharik. How do we say that? Just for the sake of working. It's for for some practicality to demonstrate some point. It said karma mishra bhakti, but actually bhakti means that which, that's described as uttama bhakti. Anya bhilashita shunyam jnana kamadhyanavrita anukulyena krishna anushilanam bhakti uttama. That is described as uttama bhakti, that which is free from uh, all taints of contamination from karma or jnana and which is executed simply for the pleasure of Krishna, which is cultivating the attitude of uh, pleasure for Krishna. Now that is actual bhakti. Then it's called uttama bhakti, but bhakti is always uttama. Bhakti is never <laughs> nimna, or is never, is never, there's, no, there's really no such thing as second class bhakti or third class bhakti. Bhakti is always in the, above it's always uttam. It's always above the stage of the tamagun or the darkness of this material world. But because in this material world there are persons who are approaching the point of bhakti, they may mix it up with karma or jnana or yoga. They may maintain some, uh, while on the path towards bhakti, they may maintain some material attachments Therefore, it is spoken of karma mishra bhakti, jnana mishra bhakti, yoga mishra bhakti. But actually, bhakti means pure. There is a bhakti means when there, there are so many definitions in Srimad Bhagavatam, especially that uh, Kunti Devi has said. What is that? Her matir madhu pate sakrit ratim May my attraction flow towards you, just like the Ganga, unstoppable. You see the Ganga, the Ganga is flowing with great force. So just like that, may my attraction be towards you without any disturbance, without any dams. And no dams or no canals cut from... Nowadays there are so many dams on the Ganga and canals cut from it, but those days there weren't. So she's praying, no dams, no canals just like the Ganga flows towards the sea, non-stop. So there are so many definitions of actual bhakti, which means Shuddha bhakti in Bhagavatam. Bhakti means Shuddha bhakti. Just like There are so many words which, there's sometimes uh, some qualification is put on them, just like Sadguru. Sadguru means bona fide guru, but there's no such thing as Asadguru. But it's just to distinguish, guru means Sadguru. But uh, sometimes the word is Sadguru, it's said, to distinguish between those who are posing as gurus, who are not actually gurus. So like this, uh, so many words may be introduced to qualify uh, terms which in their, their, their pristine definition doesn't require any, or, or doesn't admit any qualification, any further qualification. So bhakti is pure, but in this material world, it may be mixed. Just like gold is gold. What do you say? 22 karat gold, 18 karat gold in Russia. It looks like copper. 
it's got so much admixture of copper that it's, it's gold. It's gold. It doesn't look like gold. There's, there's so much copper in it that it looks almost it looks more like copper, shiny, very shiny copper or something like that. So uh, you can say it's gold, and the gold appears to mix with the copper, but gold has its own. There may be an amalgam, but it has its own pure nature. And the the more you mix it, the less attractive it is, and, and the less genuine it is. And there's another, which is imitation, altogether imitation. 18 karat gold is with uh, a low content of gold, but there's also imitation, which is not gold at all. So that's like bhakti, there's imitation, micha bhakti. It's not a mixture of karma or jnana, but it's just... Just a complete imitation, pretending. So all these different uh, gradations are there, uh, and Narad Muni is condemning that Vyasadeva has not compiled any work which clearly defines Shuddha Bhakti as distinguished from. Karma, Jnana, Yoga, Karma Mishra Bhakti, Jnana Mishra Bhakti, Yoga Mishra Bhakti. You have not described any such thing. Now what happens, and this we find is uh, almost all-pervading among Hindus, who can be called, as Prabhupada says in, in one definition, Prabhupada says, Hindu means follower of the Vedic literatures. So at least superficially they can be called followers of the Vedic literatures. Because in other Puranas, mostly the mention of Krishna, Leela, in the Puranas, we also find Krishna in the Upanishads and in the in the original Veda also. But uh, Krishna is mentioned, but it's even it may be mentioned, what is, just like this famous verse, this uh, Yes, so that's Narada Pancharatra, that Rishikena Rishikesha Sevnam Bhakti Ruchita. So, uh, it may be mentioned about, even mentioned about pure devotional service. But then you'll find, just like in Brahma Vaivata Purana, it's Brahma and Ganesh. So, big sections about Ganesh. And then you uh, saw so there's Krishna, and then there's Ganesh. and and people think, well, it's all the same. Krishna is one of the gods. And this Brahma Vaivarta Purana, Rajasik Purana. So it's that's encouraging people towards Karmakanda. So it's uh, there's no clear concept of pure devotional service, even though it may be mentioned, it may be described, but then it's mixed up with so many things. Which in Bhagavatam we don't find. In Bhagavatam, in some places, we find some minor uh, indication, or, or, or that it made some something for the karma mishra bhaktas. Something is there, a little bit, just like we'll find at the end of the of the section on Prithu Maharaj, is it? Or that it's, it's very typical falashruti. We find at the end of any. Work or any or any section of any Purana, there's, that by hearing this, what benefit will you get? And usually it's said, well, the Brahmanas they'll become very learned, and the Kshatriyas they'll become very powerful, and the Vaishyas they'll become very rich, and the Shudras they'll get a better next life. It's, it's the usual thing. So uh, that's stated like that at the at the one of these sections, either Prithu or Dhruv Maharaj, I can't remember exactly. So there's there may be some little uh, some little leeway given, some little room given for the karma mishra bhaktas. But then if we examine very deeply, we'll f- we'll find that also not that in in Bhagavatam, the topic very clearly defined is pure devotional service. Fanatically, the non-devotees will say, just like here, that even. In this verse it's stated that even if we describe 
nice karma. Or the, the highest level of Shastra without Achyuta Bhava, without Krishna consciousness. If, if that is, that first of all, it's writing that you do some karma and you, you do it for the sake of going to the heavenly planets and getting material benefits. And then, uh, higher level, you just do for, your, for the sake of duty without expecting any reward. It's sattvic to perform your work your duty. But uh, Narad Muni is condemning that also. That appears to be a very high level. That you, you do your work without expecting any result or you renounce all work and with, withdraw from work and just engage in meditation, yoga. So this appears, this, this is a very high level. But uh, it, it's, it's significantly higher than those of the fruitive workers who they, they perform activities according as prescribed in the Vedic literature. But they want some fruit, they want some result. So this Nishkarm Karma Yoga or Jnana Yoga, that's a very high level. And one, one has given up cultivating material desires. But Narad Muni condemns that also. Nashobhate is not nice. It's not very good. Uh, if there is no clear concept of doing everything for the pleasure of Krishna, or at least offering to Krishna. Nice karma, you do work without expecting the result, but better than that is to offer to Krishna. At least that much in, in Gita, Krishna says. Yad karoshi yadashnasi, yad juhoshi, dadasi yad, yad tapasyasi, kauntayat, tat karushva, madarpanam. Everything you do, you offer to me. What you eat, what work you do, what charity you give, austerities you perform. Everything you do is an offering to me. Ah. So that is karma yoga. But uh, that's that. Even that, it's 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 a long way from shuddha bhakti. It's recognition of Krishna. That you do your work and then you offer it to Krishna. But uh, doing around the other way, ado arpita yat creator. That first you think of offering to Krishna, then you do your work. That's a different concept. It's a different approach. Not. I'll do my work what I like to do, I'll offer it to Krishna. But no, I should think how I can offer everything to Krishna and then consider how to do the work. So, this Narad Muni, he is uh, telling Vyasadi that what's the, what is the Jaiva Dharma? You have described Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. But what is actual Dharma? What is the actual Dharma, the actual Bhava, here Prabhupada is given Bhava as concept. What is, what is the actual inherent attitude and activity and nature of the jiva is to serve Krishna. So this uh, Dharma, Atta, Kama, Moksha, it's not actually beneficial for the conditioned souls. It, it, it may be in, temporarily, or it may have some purpose. Just like if someone is, for instance, he's a heroin addict. So, to to cure him from that, you might give regulated, if you, if you immediately take him off then, cold turkey. <laughs> his, his whole system breaks down and it's very distressful. So you give. Especially if you have to ask him to voluntarily take a program for curing. So you give some heroin, but just mix it 10%, some, some better, some, and gradually weaken the dose. So like dharma, artha, kama, moksha is like that. that you, you, they, we, want, we want sense gratification. We want to be separate from Krishna. We, we, we're avoiding Krishna. Okay, so here you are. But gradually change and then gradually put some different medicine, mix it gradually give the real thing. But then if you only give the mixture, 
So he's still going, it's better than taking uh, high dosage heroin, but it's still the same thing. It's You're still giving the, the, it may be in a weaker dose, but you're still giving the same thing. If you don't actually take him from that and cure him, then what's the use? So this dharma, artha, kama, moksha, it's executed in the atmosphere of envy of Krishna. So those who are envious of Krishna, they may be grossly sinful, meat-eating, gambling, drunkards, lechers, and performing all gross sinful activities. And then, okay, bring them under regulation. Dharma, artha, kama, moksha. Bring them under regulation. and So now they're regulated. Now they're not just shooting on the, in the uh, public toilet, but they come to the clinic and get their shots there. So there's, a, there's a, an attempt to regulate them. They're under government regulation. And if, they, if, if they're caught in the public toilet shooting up, they're arrested. But if they go to the clinic, oh, they're under government control. They're good heroin addicts. But it's, uh, there's no good heroin addict. It's, it's, a, it's a bad condition. So it may seem that to come under dharma, artha, kama, moksha, now under shastric restriction, that is very good. And you may praise them. Very good. From one perspective, very good. Oh, it's much better than, you see, he was on the street before and, and uh, just illegally. Now it's legal. But then from another perspective, if someone sees, oh, it's a heroin addict. It's a legal addict. Still, it's a heroin addict. It's degraded. So it's like that. Narad Muni is saying that, well, you made them legal heroin addicts. You gave them dharma, artha, kama, moksha. There's some attempt to improve them. But what is the improve? What are they supposed to do? If you only, if you only build the clinic and you only start the treatment, there's no plan to ever stop the treatment and and make them actually fit and proper citizens again. Then ultimately, what is the use? And also, uh, they're, they're very likely at any point just to slip back into the same totally degraded condition that they were in because they're still, cul- they're not cultivating acuta bhava. They're cultivating ishvarahamahambhogi, this bhava. The, the feeling that I am, the, they're still cultivating the feeling, I am the controller and I am the enjoyer. Now, this the path of dharma attempts to cure one from that disease of thinking I am the controller and I am the enjoyer by just like, come to the platform of nice karma in the material world everyone wants to work, whatever he does he wants to enjoy the result but come to the platform of working without result that is the attempt in varnashram dharma or, or dharma which is practiced within varnashram dharma and is, is non-different from it so the attempt is to make people selfless. But they can't actually be fully and properly selfless unless they become Krishna conscious. So it may that, uh, that sacrificing for others, performing activities for the, for the welfare of others, uh, that is much better than just being a gross materialist. But unless one becomes fixed in his in the transcendental position of Krishna consciousness then he's liable to fall down from that position at any time this verse that we're reading today this uh, parallels the famous verse uh, spoken by Lord Brahma I believe that uh, Aruhya Krishna Parangpadang Tatam Patantyadho Nadrita Yushmadangraha. He says that persons who appear to be pure by having got free from uh, the, the the modes of material nature, having got free from material desires, having achieved that position with great difficulty, it's not easy to get free of material desires by performing difficult austerities. They go. They may go up to the Brahman platform, but they fall down again because they're not actually pure. 
They may appear to be pure. They're free from material desires. They're pure, but only partially, not fully pure. Avishuddha. Shuddha may be pure. But Vishuddha, fully purified. No, Avishuddha. Because they neglect to worship Krishna's lotus feet. Which means that for all their apparent progress, they still really haven't gone anywhere. They may have got free from the gross urges to indulge the senses, but the root of their disease, the root of material contamination, the the very basis of it is being inimical towards Krishna. And they still have that. So it's like uh, they ran a... (laughs) It ran a long way, but they've got this, uh, they're still tied up, and then there's like this strong rubber or something, and as soon as they, as soon as they stop boing, they get pulled back again. They went a long way, but there's, they're still, they're tied up. Still, they're with, they're still practically within the material atmosphere. They thought they escaped, but it's, it's, it's maybe just like the, the prisoner may be left out let out of the prison and he thinks I'm free and he's yeah I'm free but then they're watching him okay come back he can go in that position he can go and fall at the feet of the president and say pardon me but if he doesn't they're watching just like being on parole you're on parole you're out of the prison but any little one thing you do wrong back get back so they're not, they're out, they're let out of the prison, but they're not trusted. A little bit, alright, let's see how you do. But unless they, they, they may be let out of the prison for good behavior, but it may be they're doing the good behavior just to get out of the prison, so they can go on with their bad behavior outside the prison. So as soon as they're, as soon as they yes, yes, we're very good, we're very good, but as soon as they're seen, oh, actually he's still a criminal, okay. Send him back. So that's exactly what happens with those who they neglect to worship Krishna. They may be very be very good, but still their their motive is not good. They may be behaving well, but their motive is not good. That's why uh, we decry even in this today's verse it says even nice karma, being free from uh, this this karmic attitude. Aham bhogi, not recognizing Krishna. Aham hi sarva yajnanam bhukta cha prabhurevacha. I am the enjoyer. I am the enjoyer of all activities, all the, all the pious activities mentioned in the pages. I am the enjoyer. Uh, then what is, how does that verse continue? Hmm? Hmm, then? Tatve natas chivantite. For those who fail to recognize this, they fall down. So even they're performing yagyas and so nice, and or they're, they're free from all karmic activities. They're liberated, but they don't recognize Krishna. Then they're doomed to fall down again. So it's... They're, they're, they're just like this, uh, we're saying that... that uh, you can get books and they tell... They're very popular books. How to be good, how to be nice, how to live in this world as a nice person. We reject them because it's it's all artificial. It's not being nice. It may appear to be nice, but it's not because it's achuta bhava varjitam. How we can live in this world nicely without Krishna, which means not being nice. It's a it's a sham. It's a fraud. It's not niceness. Without Krishna consciousness. It's not now. We may say devotees are very rough and badly behaved, and this and that. But, but they are even the so-called rough devotee. If is if he has the desire to serve Krishna, then he's much better than a so-called, incalculably better than a so-called nicely behaved non-devotee who has no intention to serve Krishna. His niceness is not actual niceness. That's, and, and it's uh, transient. It won't stay. Because uh, that is his present situation under the modes of material nature. He appears to be very And often the people who appear to be very nice, they're actually not nice at all. <laughs> we will find certain 
we'll find if we look at their behavior or, or they, how they can change very quickly, then it's not not reliable. One who's not a devotee, one who's not fixed in Christian consciousness, not reliable. Hitler was very nice, you know that? In his social dealings, he was, very, he was a vegetarian also. He's a very cultured person. So, you know, only, only some small thing wrong with him that he invaded other countries and killed millions of people. And we'll find so many nice people, so nicely behaved, and they're very politely past the salt as they as they're eating their roast beef. Very very nice and very cultured. But uh, or even people are trying. They're vegetarian and they're trying to cultivate nice qualities. But ultimately, what is their niceness anyway? Even if they are very nice in their social dealings, it's nicely forgetting Krishna which is violence, which is demoniac. So this is the Bhagavad conception. We won't, it's called the Bhagavad conception because it's directly in relationship with Bhagavan. And we won't find this in other Shastras. It's clearly defined. So Narad Muni says, it's not nice. It doesn't look good. It isn't good. Because it, what we really need to hear is it all we have all these Vedic literatures? They're all what do you call them? Bridge literatures. What do you call them? Bridge books or something like that? Bridge preaching. So it's all bridge preaching. And Narad Muni rejects it. Come to the other side of the bridge. Come here. Just like Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He rejected all these all these idea very nice sounding ideas of harmony and how we can all come together and respect everyone's opinion, and all live together. He rejected all, rejected it all. People said, what is this? He said, you want to be in, you want that we shall all live in harmony? And we all have to come, we all have to come to some mutual understanding. Well, you, there's the bridge, you come to my side of the bridge. <laughs> that if you want, that unity is our number one principle, well, I won't unite with you, you have to unite with me. If you want, if if you really think that unity is the top, is the most important thing, that everyone should come together, then I'm not going to come to you. Then, if you really want unity and everyone should come, you want me come to me, come to this side. I'm not going to go to your side. So the Vaishnavas they're always considered arrogant, fanatical, unreasonable, which is true from the material point of view, but the material viewpoint is in itself contaminated. The uh, just like in the in the uh, in the prison, the, the prisoners, they made the, the governor, who, you know, who is that? And the, the staff, they don't like the staff. Who are these? They're not they're not part of us. We we don't like them. They're 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 always spoiling our fun. We want to get out of this place and they're keeping us in and we don't like them. But who is properly situated? Should we listen to the opinion of persons who are contaminated? Or we should listen to the opinion, not actually opinion, fact as given by Narad Muni. Better than listening to millions of new age gurus or old age gurus or out of date guru there's always new it's always new age because there are always new ideas which means they don't know what they're talking about but Narad Muni's idea we should listen to this better than listening to millions of conditioned souls however good their however good their ideas may seem however noble their intentions may appear one verse from Srimad Bhagavatam is more valuable than millions of literatures. Do good, be nice, smile, all these things. Karmakanda, Gyanakanda. It gives us, it's the truth. Materialistic people don't like the truth. For them it's painful. Because it means cutting their material attachments. So we may think, we, because... Krishna consciousness is painful to the materialist. We may think that we are doing good to them 
by not giving them pain, by giving them watered down Krishna consciousness. That's another oxymoron. There's no such thing as watered down Krishna consciousness. But we may think, we'll mix it all up and then it won't be painful and that's better. But it's actually not better because it's it's again cheating them. They may think, oh, very nice. And if we give them actual Krishna consciousness, they think, not nice, it's very painful. And we want to be nice. We don't want to hurt people. So we think that, oh, we should just give them something that they will like and they will appreciate. But they need, what they need and what they like is something different. Just like they go to the doctor and you have to take his treatment. and, and what? Or if you're just lying down in an accident, you don't have any, you don't ask the doctor, can I be treated? Or, he, he just treat, has to treat you. So, it may not be the treatment that he likes, but he's given the treatment that he needs. And the treatment that he needs will be better than the treatment that he likes. Because the treatment that he likes most likely won't cure him. So this is this is another illusion created by material leanings that we should we should preach in such a way that people will like it almost guaranteed if they like it it won't be what they need because what they like is not krishna consciousness and we have to give them krishna consciousness and krishna consciousness means surrender to krishna and give up all your motives of sense gratification definitely they won't like it if we're going to preach actually and change people's hearts, we're not going to be popular. The desire to be popular is, in it, is another contamination. The desire to please Krishna, that is the pure desire. And the desire that we shall be popular, we shall be accepted by the people in general. This is a contaminated desire to live comfortably in this material world. That's why the, the, the preacher of Krishna consciousness, he has to be prepared to to fight always throughout his life non-stop if you're actually going to fight if you're actually going to preach then it's not going to be that we just walk out and say hello everybody surrender to Krishna and they all fall down and you oh yes doesn't happen it's never happened in the course of history and it will never happen ever now of course we do, we do festivals and people think it's very nice and that, okay but at some point we have to go beyond or, or, or not beyond, because chanting Hare Krishna festival, people who like it, that means they're pious, but at some point we have to give, what is the substance behind this? That it's not, it's not just we're singing and dancing and it's some kind of ethnic Indian cultural show that we like, and you can also like it, and another time you can go to some Balinese dance, or you can go to some Thai dance, and it's all uh, exotic, so, and we're vegetarians, oh, very nice. But what, what's, what's it all about? What's the philosophy? Philosophy is, Anything without Krishna consciousness is not nice, not good. So at some point that has to be given. And when it's given, people aren't going to like it. Unless they, of course, it may be given in small doses, but it's, if they're honest, just like we had in the previous verse, sadhava. Those who are actually honest, Srinvanti Gayanti Grinanti Sadhava, those who are actually honest, those who are actually sincere, they will appreciate it. But most of the people in the world are not sincere. Uh, still we have to give the message. That example is given of giving medicine to a horse. You never imagine how to give orally give medicine to a horse. Pretty tough job, huh? You have to how are you going to hold him, open his mouth? shove it down without getting your hand bitten off. And without. Horse is very dangerous. He bites you at the front, kicks you at the back. If you get on his back, he'll throw you off. It's very dangerous. Front, middle and end. How can you give medicine to a horse? So giving Krishna consciousness is like giving medicine to a horse. It's a, it's a tough job. But if you're going to do it, you have to do it. And it, it's, it's a risk. And you might get bitten, you might get kicked. You know, the horses, in a, especially these thoroughbred racing horses, they're always in, they're always in a bad mood. They're, all, they're, really, they're very puffed up. I'm the racing champion. So, how to give them medicine? 
so it's a tough job and may not be very popular but devotee his idea is to be popular with Krishna not with the Janata Janadaga sinful population but with Janardana acting for the pleasure of Janardana Krishna so this Narad Muni he's come he's a, he's a revolutionary preacher I mean he's a preacher again you don't have to say revolutionary preacher it's like saying Sadguru you don't, preacher means revolutionary you don't have to say you shouldn't have to say Sadguru or Shuddha Bhakti but uh, like that he, he goes and he, he takes away all the sons from Daksha and Daksha is very unhappy and Narad Muni goes and does it again and he gets cursed he doesn't stop he goes on Narad Muni Bajai Bina Radhika Ramananam he goes on and he knows that I'm going to go on speaking the same thing people aren't going to like it some will like it they will take it they will be saved and others they won't like it that's the job of a preacher he gains he gains the favor of Krishna by doing that Krishna says no one is more dear to me than he who preaches this message of Bhagavad Gita so he gains the favor of Krishna and uh, it's worth it <laughs> even if the whole world goes against you what do you lose because anyway the whole world is against us those who praise us in the materialistic people, those who praise us, they only do so because we're giving them some sense gratification. We're, we're fulfilling some sense gratificatory need for them. Just like they praise a footballer. Oh, he's so great. Best footballer in the national team. Then he misses a penalty and then they all... <laughs> they all... Then they, they throw eggs at him and everything. So like that. Even Mother Teresa, people praise her. Oh, so great because she fulfills the their need to think that, that we are very good because we appreciate her because she's very good and it's it's all based on avoidance of Krishna. So even to be praised by the actually they're against us. They actually they're en- everyone is envious of everyone else, and even if someone likes us, that like it's uh, it's not a, it's not on a solid platform. It's, like means I get some sense gratification from you. So to get praise from the public it's it, to desire that it's very foolish it's very dangerous also because it, it binds us in this material world and uh, you have to go on performing and go on and go on and go on you always have to play to the public tune there's no end to it and they'll never be satisfied so better to satisfy Krishna and actually no one can be no, we ourselves cannot be satisfied unless we satisfy Krishna as we attempt to satisfy Krishna. And no one can be satisfied. No one will be satisfied. Sometimes people later they realize, those who are against, then they come to Krishna consciousness by the endeavors of the devotees. Then they appreciate, oh, now I realize. I was so wrong previously. Then they regret. Jagai Madhai. They were so sinful. Later they regret it. Oh, now we realize what is the actual position. So a devotee works for that. He, he, he preaches the message of Krishna consciousness without adulteration. And people may not like it. They may be against. Not maybe, they will be. We can, we can know if our preaching is actually... There's a, there's a conception current among devotees at the present time that if everyone likes us, then our preaching is going nicely. And the most important thing is that the public should like us. But actually if our preaching, if it's really going very strongly, we should expect lots of opposition, actually. So this idea that the most important thing is that the public should like us, this is a sellout. I mean, we lost, we lost the thread, we lost the track. And actually the public will never like us. <laughs> because they don't like anyone. They know, those who are in demoniac conscience, they don't actually like anyone. Their liking is, is not liking they don't even like themselves. They're totally discontent. So the, the real medicine that people need is Krishna consciousness. 
And it's the duty of the devotee to deliver that. If the horse opens his mouth and says, okay, put it in, very nice, good horse. But most horses are not like that. Most horses are stubborn and violent and dangerous at least. So, But still it's the duty of the devotee to to find the... Maybe by trickery you can give the horse... Show him some... What do horse like to eat? Donkeys like carrots. Show him some carrots and opens his mouth and throw the medicine. And Somehow. And there may be some tactics, but giving the medicine cannot be avoided. And they may protest. But still it is the duty of the devotee to go on giving that. Just like Prabhupada, we're going to sing that now, that song. You've been very merciful to me, Krishna, to send me to this disgusting, horrible place in the mode of ignorance, where people have, they're completely devoid of achuta bhava. They're completely devoid of Krishna consciousness. They've never heard Vasudeva Kata. Very merciful, Krishna, to send me to this place. That's how Prabhupada opens his song. It's your great mercy. Prabhupada didn't write any poem when he was in Vrindavan that you're giving me great mercy here to sit in Vrindavan. He wrote Vrindavan e Bhajan. He's uh, all about preaching. That I'm sitting here in Vrindavan and the whole poem is about, it's not about doing Bhajan in Vrindavan. It's all about preaching. And then he goes to America and now you've given me your real mercy by sending me to this disgusting place where people are completely devoid of Krishna consciousness. This is your mercy. He didn't write that in Vrindavan. Prabhupada wrote that three, actually four poems that we know of. Three in Bengali and one in English. So, uh, Prabhupada thought, this is the real mercy. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being sent to preach the order of Siddhanta Saraswati. So, those who can pick up that mood that Prabhupada had, they'll be blessed in the mood that Narad Muni has, the mood that Narad Muni imparted to Vyas. Now we find that uh, Prabhupada and Bhaktisthan Sarasar Thakur ahead of him, they uh, they condemned this sitting in Vrindavan alone doing bhajan. Isn't isn't that something wonderful? Very good. Nirjane Anartha, Bhaktisthan Sarasar Thakur wrote the poem. How sitting alone doing bhajan is an anartha. It's a contamination. And this is revolutionary. I mean, isn't that what? Isn't this all what the Bhagavatam is about? No, Bhagavatam is this Tadvag Visargo Janataga Viplavo. It's about revolutionary preaching Krishna consciousness among the misguided people, creating a revolution. Again, Prabhupada quotes this uh, Prahlad Maharaj in his prayer. What is that prayer? He, he, that, uh, how can I leave the service of my spiritual master? Then, that Prahlad spoke to Narad Muni. So many prayers of Prahlad. Prahlad's prayers, they're, they're very good for preachers. All of his prayers. That, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy that whenever I chant your name, Nushingadev, I'm happy. But I'm unhappy seeing all the fools and rascals going to hell, trying to be happy in this material world. So this is Bhagavatam. Revolution on top of revolution. Revolution Dharma Artha Kama Moksha. This is Jugubsitam. Abhanimable. Pure devotional service to Krishna. Okay, pure devotional service to Krishna. Sit in Vrindavan, do bhajam. Rejected. That's also abominable. Seems very strange. Narad Muni and his modern representatives, they don't, they don't reject Nirjan Bhajan, but they reject that artificial Nirjan Bhajan. First there has to be Kirtan. Kirtan Prabhave Smarana Haibe Tokona Nirjana Sambhav. That when one has done when one has done kirtan, then by the purification of that kirtan, then it is possible to do this nirjan bhajan. But even then, we don't find bhaktis done sarsari proper. They, did, they didn't do. They went on throughout their life. As Prabhupada said, I want the benediction from Krishna to uh, go on fighting for Krishna up to my last breath, which he did. 
So this is Narad Muni giving some slaps to Vyasadeva. Now you go and slap the whole world with that that slap that will bring awareness. Vyasadeva had already written, Utishta, Jagrata, get up, wake up, Prapya Varani Bhodata, attain the boon of human life. What is it? Get up, wake up, attain the boon of human life. What is it? Karma, Jnana, Yoga. You have said so many good things. What is it? Is this Srimad Bhagavatam? Take it. So, Hare Krishna. What's the time now? No, we'll go on later. Questions? No, no more questions today. Today is the no questions today. End the seminar. So any questions can come now, I guess. Mm. How to uh, differentiate between giving watered down Krishna consciousness and giving gradually? Well, what's the difference? What is the difference? If, if there's an actual motive, to, first of all, we should know what Krishna consciousness is. If we ourselves don't know, if we think that, if we think that Krishna consciousness means that uh, Krishna consciousness means that you chant Hare Krishna, you follow four regs, and that's it. Often we think, you know, we have to get people initiated. So what is initiation? Four regulated principles, Chan Hare Krishna, okay, we got them initiated. On to the next one. Find someone else. Bring them in, drag them in, stamp them, initiated. This is it. This is our preaching. We should know what Krishna conscious is. Krishna conscious means surrender, surrender to Krishna. Doing everything for Krishna's pleasure. Nothing for... Krishna Khan, of course, there are different levels, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has taught that. Na dhanam na janam na sundarim kavitam vajagadish kame. Mama janmani janmani shri. Bhavatad bhakti arahaitu gitwai. So that's, that's the beginning of this real Krishna consciousness, high level Krishna consciousness. But then, aslishava padratam panashtumam adarshanam mamahatam karutu. We should know. This is the actual standard. Now, practically in our preaching, we never say that. We say, chant Hare Krishna, you'll be happy. You can be happy. And when people say they're happy, they think we'll get sense enjoyment. Because that's what they think. Materialistic people think, when we say, have a good day, or be happy, you think that means, oh, they're wishing us sense enjoyment. So in the beginning, uh, practically it's always uh, we're offering something. That for your, in the beginning it's always something, somewhat watered down. But we should know clearly what is the actual stage. Uh, and uh, preach that, that preaching... That goes on mostly among ourselves, not in our preaching to the public. That, alright, we bring people in, now you chant, and we, we can say that the ultimate goal of life is to, is to, uh, act for God's pleasure, for His pleasure alone. That people should understand. But this, we have our classes regularly so that we can understand what, what is pure devotional service. And I guess because nowadays many devotees, they don't regularly attend classes, or don't regularly listen to lectures, or they don't regularly read Prabhupada's books, and therefore their, their concept of, pure, of devotional service is mixed, because they don't regularly hear the message as it is. And so it gets mixed up again in their mind with all their misconceptions, because they're not pure, they're not free from all material contamination, so those, those misconceptions come back. That's why, you see, there are so many books like we might read Ekadashi, Mahatmya, or the story of Tulsi Devi, and there are so many books you can read. They're, they're available now. But actually, the, the, the concept of what is pure devotional service, you won't get very clearly from this. Therefore, the most important books to read are Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita as it is, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Nectar of Devotion. 
because they, these literatures are there, but we, we won't find, we, we won't get clearly the concept of pure devotional service from them. Even though pure devotional service is inherent in them, but it's not clearly philosophically stated. Or we, we like to read many stories of I was saying yesterday we should read the stories of the Vaishnava Acharyas to understand how, how they're acting in pure devotional service. But that's not a substitute for studying Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita as it is, which gives us, and, and hearing regularly, which gives us the, the clear concept without which what to speak of preaching to the public, even persons who have come to the stage of being initiated, they're often... Uh, divorced from the concept of pure devotional service. They don't understand clearly what it is and they, they'll say, oh, this is something very good for preaching. But what are they preaching? They themselves don't know what is pure devotional service and what they think might be good preaching is it, it's preaching of what they consider to be Krishna conscious, which actually is not pure devotional service. It's some kind of uh, you know, be good, be nice thing in this material world. God, God, Their concept of God is... is uh, similar to that of the Christian, which is why they, they like this interfaith and all this, because they have a similar concept. God is some cosmic order supplier, which Prabhupada was was against that. God is not... How many times did Prabhupada say... You're all listening to Prabhupada's lectures. How many times did Prabhupada say, God is not our order supplier? Because that is the misconception that practically everyone has. That's why we say that people who say they believe in God... We don't actually accept them as... They may think, I'm a theist, but we don't actually think they're theists. They believe in their conception of God. They don't actually accept Krishna as He is. So even to say God, even to say God is not a very... The, the word God as it's, as it's used, is it, uh, it encompasses or it, the, the idea of sense gratification. He's also part of my sense gratification scheme. My big... Big Daddy in the sky who, who f- fulfills all my desires. Isn't it? Our Father who art in heaven, and give me, give me, give me, give me daily bread and everything else. Give me, give me. This is not Krishna consciousness. This is not, this is not actually who God is. Because God d- doesn't conceive of Himself as just fulfilling the desires of everyone, material desires. So th- they, they don't actually, they say we believe in God. But they believe, they have to say we believe in God. Prabhupada rejected this word believe. But they have to believe in God because they believe in an entity which, who doesn't exist actually. So the, what they say, their belief in God, it's not very different from atheism. We can say it's a minor step up from atheism. But it's a long way from Krishna consciousness. And even the Krishna consciousness of those who conceive of of Krishna as a as an order supplier, it's not actually Krishna consciousness, because Krishna consciousness means anukulena. It should be performed for the pleasure of Krishna. What is anukula? That is that is Radharani. There's a name for Radharani, but she is the embodiment. What word? There's English. There's no word. But she is. Even if we say personified, it gives the idea of some concept which becomes personified. There's, she is, so we have to say, she is uh, Krishna consciousness. <laughs> she is offering everything to, she is, as a noun, offer, she is offering everything to Krishna for his pleasure only. She is that. And that is Krishna conscious. Even. Uh, we may even reject the uh, the sampradayas that are not Gorya, non-Gorya. That the, even their concept without Radha, the, the, the Krishna consciousness. What is that? Krishna, he doesn't like to be without Radha. So why are you worshiping him without? What is this? You you don't understand who Krishna is, and why Radha is so important. Well, because Krishna likes her most. She worships Krishna best of all. But uh, why is why is her position so important? Why is there no real Krishna consciousness without 
Radha. Because Radha is always with Krishna. Because Radha is Krishna consciousness. We cannot actually be Krishna consciousness. Giving everything to Krishna. Giving every atom of our being to Krishna. We can only do that under the guidance of Radha. Because she is that. Therefore, Vaishnav ultimately means, real Vaishnav means Gorya. Vaishnav means worshiper of Vishnu. That's all right. Next is Karshna, worshiper of Krishna. But Gorya means worshiper of Radharani because she knows how to satisfy Krishna. So this is the message of Sriman Bhagavatam. We won't find Radharani mentioned in Sriman Bhagavatam, but the, every every word is given by her, it's meant for her to offer to Krishna. It's all meant to go towards that. And anything less than that is not actually very pleasing to Krishna. It's not actually Krishna consciousness in the real sense of the term. So what are we, are we going to preach that to the public? No. Slowly, gradually. Radharani will be misunderstood. Because we want to enjoy this material world and then we, we hear about Krishna and we want to enjoy him too. And we hear about Radha and we want to enjoy her too. So first we learn Krishna is the supreme enjoyer. When we fully understand that, then we understand how he is enjoying, what makes him happy. He's only happy with Radha. So then we worship Radha. Then we have understood. Then we can hear Radha Krishna Leela. Otherwise we'll take it in our perverted attitude, we'll take it as something for our sense gratification.